Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. Welcome to Waiver Tuesday. Unfortunately, it is almost 7 o'clock at night. The day just kind of got carried away from me. had some other priorities that I had to do today. So we are going to be doing a little bit of a waiver show, but we are actually going to talk about some other things. And notice how I said we, because Jake Simone has kindly, kindly joined us. Hi, Jake. How's it feel to be on a Tuesday waiver program? Wow. Yeah, you know, I had some craziness to my day, you know, chaos as always. So I figured we'd bring back some peace and sanity to my life with a little bit of uh, Portland, Oregon's very own Basement Talk podcast. And Speaking Shout of out good Portland. vibes, I'm I'm just uh, scrolling on my Instagram feed now, and I see Cam Akers posted a video of him running in that touchdown, and his caption is, "Without commitment, you never start, but without consistency, you never finish." I might have to get that tatted. That's beautiful for my that, friend. That, that, that is Cam beautiful. Akers. You have Homer and Aristotle and some of our the greatest minds, Plato, are just crying. Because of Cam Akers just spewing out some poetry. What a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful guy. So before we get into the main uh, crux of the podcast, we're going to do, of course, do our little waiver uh, preview here. So, uh, Jake, I mean, I'll just give you my top five uh, ads of the week in general. And then we just kind of talk about them and then any other waiver ads that you are prioritizing. So my number five waiver ad of the week, I went for Russell Gage with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Number four, I went with Traylon Burks of the Tennessee Titans. Three, I went for Romeo Dobbs, my number one wide receiver of the week, Romeo Dobbs at number three. Alexander Madison, number two, and then Khalil Herbert at number one. Hard to really hate any of those. Burks is getting really hard to roster, though. That's that's becoming a tough sell. I mean, I got to be honest with you. I mean, after Thursday night's game, I think I think I'd rather own somebody with a little bit more upside, kind of like a Jalen Warren. If anything mm-hmm. happened to Najee Harris. Sure. Um just because Warren looks good. I mean, I feel like if, if something were to happen to Najee, Warren is RB two level play and can really make your life easier if you're especially if you're in a bind. So I I, I just don't know if I really because the way I look at waiver ads, I don't really look at it as Oh, well, we'll see. And, you know, maybe I guess I look at it as who's somebody that can bail me out and win me the league. You know what I'm saying? Right. And do I really am I really going to win a fantasy football league starting Traylon Burks this year? No, no, no. Like Mac Collins is like another one. It's like, what's the what's the point of that? So that's why I think like guys like um, Jalen Warren, Sony, Michelle, those are the two big ones. Those are the two like big handcuffs out there that are like owned every, not owned anywhere. If that makes sense. Like they're they're available in your yep. league in all likelihood. So I kind of look at it like that because I think those are the two clear cut handcuffs. And I don't know, man. That that's just how I'm looking at it from there. And the t- the tight ends though, actually some tight end streamers you can go out and get to this week. I feel like Tyler Conklin is worth a little wave red. Mm-hmm. Um, dollar fab bad position, especially if you're starting some stiff like Mike Gusecki every week or. Um, who are some Logan other Thomas, Hayden Hurst, TJ Hawkinson? I know he scored, but yeah, um, only had three catches though, so it wasn't like he's at the world on fire. It was a TJ Hawkinson day, it was a TJ so Hawkinson day, yes, just so happens that he seemed to have found the end zone. So, um, yeah, man, that that's pretty much uh, where I, but Khalil Herbert gotta add him, yeah, he's he's a must add, and then going off of the 
the tight end discussion and we'll we'll touch on all the positions briefly in a minute but just an overview another tight end that i do like is robert tunyon of the packers going up against the patriots who just got absolutely carved open by mark andrews a little bit of interest yeah a little bit like you're not breaking the bank for tunyon but if you're in a if you're in a, a bind at the tight end position which i know a lot of us are um that could be a, an interesting one to uh to go after um for the quarterbacks, I mean, you're still looking at Jared Goff, uh, Jameis Winston. I'm kind of off of a little bit, and then really it's Marcus Mariota. And if you're in a position where, say, say you don't love Russell Wilson this week against uh, Las Vegas, or you don't love Carson Wentz this week against Dallas, why not Geno Smith against the Detroit Lions in a game that should have plenty of points? I mean, same game, but how about Jared Goff in that game too? Mm-hmm. I feel like. I'd rather go Goff than Gino. Goff's off actually a free agent in the league of mine right now. I might have to go yeah. snag him. Yes, I would I would rather have Goff. I have Goff as a top 15 play this week. If you could get Goff, you know, definitely go for it. But Geno Smith is available in pretty much 75-80% of the leagues. He's very affordable. You can get him. Should not cost you a lot. And he could be a good spot start this week. And and I mean, yeah, he had it wasn't exactly the prettiest. Week one versus uh, Denver. They won the game, but Gino has been, he's been okay. Mm. He hasn't been the reason why Seattle has stunk. There we go. I'll, I'll phrase it that yeah, way. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's just the name. It's the name. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's not, not for me. It's it's not the sexiest name in the world, believe me. Um, Outside of Khalil Herbert, Alexander Madison, Jalen Warren, um, are we giving any look at guys like Craig Reynolds, Tyler Algier, James Cook, if he's available. Uh, how about, you know, Benjamin? Any of those names sound sexy? And James Cook, definitely. Um, chances are he's probably owned in your league. But week, week, week. Well, I can't. That sounds funny. For running backs, um, outside, if you're looking for some handcuffs, I, I just, I, other than Herbert and potentially Madison, but I don't know how Madison would be unowned in a league, but um, really Herbert is the one that you want to go get. I mean, I kind of feel like an idiot for not wanting to go get Jeff Wilson Jr. It was It's like Eli Mitchell all over again because he's the clear-cut number one for the San mm-hmm. Francisco 49ers. It's Jeff Wilson Jr. So I just don't think that we have that guy this week, but it could be Khalil Herbert if that doesn't sound too contradicting. No, no. I don't think I don't think it does. I think Khalil Herbert's the one that has the easiest pathway to sustained production. Like out of all the guys that we just mentioned, who's the guy that if we're talking about in a month, two months from now, could be a top 36 play week in, week out. If there's one guy out of that bunch, it probably is Khalil Herbert. Yeah. Some receivers, though. Not too bad this week. The receivers are pretty are pretty good this week. We mentioned Traylon Burks. We mentioned Romeo Dobbs. We mentioned Russell Gage. Uh, Josh Palmer is interesting. Greg Dorch is still interesting. Uh, that's Michael, the name. Michael Gallup is the one that I'm looking at as a nice little he's stash. Owned. I feel like Go he's ahead. owned. I feel like he's owned everywhere, Gallup. He's owned in 41% of leagues. That's that's it. Yep, that's it. I mean, Noah Brown. Hey, it's all that time on the practice squad that Noah Brown had with Cooper Rush. Could be. I mean, listen, I got to be honest with you. Greg Dorch might be startable in fantasy moving forward. 
I mean, 10 targets in two out of three games, double-digit fantasy points in three games. I'm kind of interested, and without scoring, I might add. I'll, can I offer a rebuttal? Is it possible that the that the production from Greg Dortch comes from games where Arizona has either trailed a significant portion or lost? I, that's fine for me. I don't see too many games they're not going to be trailing by a significant portion moving forward. So here's their schedule for the next – we'll go their next four games. They go to Carolina. They're at home versus the Eagles. They're at Seattle. And they're at home versus New Orleans. Two out of three of those games, I think they're going to get blown out. And two out of four of those games. Interesting. You think Philadelphia? Are you? And New they're Orleans? on the. Yeah. Do they have to go to New Orleans or are they home against New Orleans? Home. Maybe not that one. But they're just the Arizona Cardinals, bro. Like, I mean, the Raiders were blowing them out at one point. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just, I don't. I just don't think they're any good. I just think Kingsbury is a terrible coach, and they're going to be losing a lot of games this year. You and I both. Um, Isaiah McKenzie as well. That is definitely a name that is worth going in and trying to pick up. 28% yeah. ro- 28% rostered right now. Yeah, starting Isaiah McKenzie. I mean, we talked about it on uh, yesterday. It's kind of like almost starting the old Curtis Samuel. Very much so. It's, it, it's, yeah. it does have Curtis Samuel vibes. Not this new version. No, no, uh, not the, just, not the, not the I still version. can't believe. Honestly, though, it's a long season. Yeah, yeah, it's a lo- long, long season. Uh, worth the pickup now. And then if Isaiah McKenzie goes off again, then he is, of course, a sell high. Uh, no interest again in Matt Collins. I know we talked about this yesterday. Uh, no. Matt Collins still a big no for you. No, it's a no. Uh, Zay Jones, maybe. Okay, worth the dabble. All right, for maybe like a dollar or two. Yeah. Somebody will bid more probably, but yeah, he's not worth breaking the bank over, especially, you know, when it's an offense that's uh, ran by Christian Kirk for, for the most part. And then outside of that, you know, if we go to the, the tight end position, you have David and Joku, we didn't really talk about, but again, I think it's more of, you want to see him do it again. You want to see him do it again, but the odds are for my liking for David and Joku, somebody's going to bid more that desperately needs a tight end. And I'm not in that boat anywhere. So I do like the matchup though. I do like I the do. matchup versus Atlanta, especially with Amari Cooper, who we will be talking about today. Wink, wink. Uh, with Amari Cooper going to be dealing with AJ Terrell, I think it opens up a lot in the middle of the field for Njoku to be the guy that could potentially lead the Browns in targets this week. I feel like Terrell has gotten torched this year. Yeah, I mean, my, Michael Thomas in week one last week. The Seattle guys had good days. Did they play week two? The Rams. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Cooper Cup still. I mean, I don't even know if we can count Cooper Cup, but I was gonna say. I mean, who 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 looks good against Cooper Cup? Nobody. I mean, when you're throwing the ball like thirty times a game, eh. yeah. And then anybody else? I mean, Evan Ingram, maybe. No, no thanks. Yeah, not necessarily. Uh, Tanyan though is Tanyan's a pretty good shout. Yeah, I think I think Tanyan it could be interesting, and he's someone that's not going to cost you a whole lot. The yeah. problem, the problem with him is just going to be usage. Yeah, it, just it, drop Mike Kosecki and pick him up. Yeah, and then you you just figure it out on a week to week basis. Um, looking at the streamer defenses this week, Cleveland, if they are if they were dropped in a league, go pick them up against Atlanta. I like them a significant amount. 
Uh, New Orleans against Minnesota. I like that one a significant amount. Dallas, if they are available, go pick them up. Lead the league in sacks. Go pick them up. And by the way, Giants got Cooper rushed. Love to see it. The Steelers against the Jets. Like that one a lot. Jets against the Steelers. I like that one a lot as well. Uh, any any others that, I, that I'm missing? Eagles On against it? Jacksonville? Yeah, I don't know. Jacksonville, I'm all right. Uh, you know what I'm Trevor saying? Looks like, great. Yeah. Who who does New England play again this week? Green Bay. Green Bay. I mean, Brian Hoyer starting on Sunday. A green Green Bay defense is is a top five play for me this week. Yeah, it 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 has to be. And I'm just trying to scroll through here and see if there's any other. Uh, how about how about the Giants defense against Chicago, or Chicago defense against the Giants? Yeah. If you had to pick one in that game, know. which which one would you like more? Give me the Giants at home. Yeah, yeah, I think I think I would say the same. The London game, you want any part of? Um, Saints defense, I I could I could see. Not a one o'clock game for Kirk Cousins, so true. Yeah, could be one true. of those. Very true. Uh, what about the Cardinals defense against Carolina? Not interested. They stink. Yeah, their secondary is bad. Their secondary is very 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 bad. Uh, Chargers against Houston. Interested. Yeah, I like that one. I like that one a whole lot. And then anybody for the Thursday games while we're here? Nope. Okay. It's going to be a high-scoring game Thursday. Yes, it will be. It will be. It's a, it's a rare Thursday night you kind of want every part of. Yeah, yeah. Very rarely do you have these. This is one of them. This is one of them where you, you, you want to have as much stake in it as you possibly can. All right, so we kind of did this on the review show, but we're going to go uh, further in depth here. And we actually pulled some of these from the mailbag and it's just some names that were frequently asked about. So we're going to talk about them. And these are going to be guys that who are the best buy low targets, who are the best sell high targets, who are guys that we're concerned about, guys that we aren't concerned about. So we'll start with the first one that I have down here, and that's Dalvin Cook of the Vikings has not started off that great now is dealing with a shoulder injury jake what's the level of concern that you have with dalvin cook right now and is he a viable buy low he's viable i don't know if anyone's going to sell low necessarily but i think it's about a six for dalvin cook i'm a little concerned i i, I definitely am a little concerned I, I, but at the same time it's this offense it's a brand new offense they're still trying to adjust and and, and i know i mean they looked they look fantastic week one. I mean, Justin Jefferson was, it was like, oh, wow. Okay. Justin Jefferson's next Cooper cup. Okay. Got it. And he hasn't done anything in two weeks. Dalvin cook. He has the shoulder injury. Now it's a tough matchup in London against the saints. It's possible, possible that you can wait another week and then try and go get Dalvin cook, but you know what he's gonna do and week three before the injury he looked good he looked really really good 17 rushing attempts 98 yards finally scoring as well it's just anything that involves a dalvin cook injury definitely scares some fantasy managers definitely and it's just him and i think honestly alvin kamara is going through the same thing they're getting to the age where it's just that that's usually the age where they start slowing down as elite fantasy options you know but honestly, I mean, if we're if we're really looking at the running back position as a whole this year, 
what running backs have been because it was DeAndre Swift. Now DeAndre Swift is hurt. So now who who's the running back that's been consistently great through the first three weeks? I don't think there has been one. No. Out Looking the, back, the, the the big Chubb, the big, uh, Chubb had the Chubb had a hundred yards every game. Yeah, he, he no, he didn't have a hundred yards week two, but he had the three touchdowns. He had the three. Oh wow, okay. So yeah, yeah, three, okay. I'll three, take, touchdowns. three touchdowns work yeah. more for my liking. Yeah, he had one hundred and forty-five week one and three touchdowns week two, and then a touchdown last week. So I, if you want to say the fourteen and a half in PPR that you got in week one on a Chubb is fine, then Chubb is the answer. Um, but outside of that, there really hasn't been anybody in the top two or three rounds of drafts that's been a running back that's been really that good. It's been a lot of the guys that if anybody went zero RB, the zero RB guys are the ones that have been fantastic. Yeah. My best team is, an, is a zero RB team. Mine too. It's my best team. It's not, even, it's not even like a debate. Yeah, it's not even close. Not even remotely close. Yeah, and it's, kind, it's kind of frightening because it's just like, oh. Okay, it, we it were off exactly... on the, we were off on the spectrum this year. Yeah, but it, it was so far. what we were saying during the off season in a way. It was yeah, we we're slamming the desk for heavy RB, but we got did get a couple questions on some mailbags where people were asking, "Why not zig? Well, everyone else is going to zag, and that has proven to be the strategy. That if people did do that, it's worked out for them. Yeah, I mean, it's just the problem is it's just. There's only so many good running backs in the NFL and the ones that, and it's every year, it seems to be the case too. The most bust prone position in the first three rounds of fantasy drafts is running backs year Mm -hmm. after year. Yes. Due to injuries, due to just being awful or a whole litany. It could be like a rookie or a second year guy, just not developing and proves that he stinks after all, or yeah, it's just, it's a hard, hard position. That's why zero RBs. Sometimes it works. Can't get lucky if you do it right. And you know, just think, bro. If you, I mean, imagine if you just drafted in the same fantasy league, like in the seventh round, Cordell Patterson, and then you followed it up with James Robinson in the eighth round. Like, how, how are you losing your league this year? You're not. You're not. Plain and simple. Next guy on the list as a buy low, DJ Moore. DJ Moore, it has not been pretty for him at all, but the underlying metrics have been good for him. He has yet to play on less than 90% of the offensive snaps for the Carolina Panthers this year and has a higher route participation than at this time last year. I mean, so I wait for – oh, I'm sorry, buddy. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I just I just wait for a, a, a pretty big week or I just sell high right after that. I wouldn't sell him now because you're really going to sell him for pennies. But I wait for when he scores, get what you can, sell him to the highest bidder. I think he's great by low right now. I and I really I think, think that not. that his his price, you can get him for nothing. I just don't know if somebody's gonna sell him for. I just don't think like, I don't want to start him if that makes sense. Like that's like another that plays into it. I have to like the guy to buy him low, mm-hmm. and if I don't like the guy, I don't want to buy him at all. So, how about how about if you're if you're the Curtis Samuel manager, and you want to get out of Curtis Samuel, Curtis Samuel for DJ Moore. Yeah, just because I hate Curtis Samuel. <laughs> <laughs> what about just trying to think of some lower end? I'll guys. give you some. I'll give you some guys. I'll take over DJ Moore. Sure, go ahead. I'd rather have all the rookies: Garrett Wilson, Drake London, and uh, who's the third guy again? Chris Olave. Chris Olave. I'd rather have all of them than DJ Moore. 
What about if you were to offer up? Uh, shit. What about if some, someone were to offer you, and not, not one for one, but say someone were to offer you Zay Jones and Jamal Williams? Honestly, no. Uh, Jamal, I'm getting two weeks of Jamal Williams moving forward. Like, you know. What about Amari Cooper for DJ Moore? Oh, my God. Oh, would I trade Cooper? or who, who, Would you who, trade Cooper for Moore? Cooper is a thousand times better than DJ Moore moving forward. Okay. thousand times. It's not even. That's not even like in the same stratosphere, honestly, in my opinion. How about. How about Jerry Judy for DJ Moore? Give me Judy. I think the Broncos are going to have to turn it around. They can't be this bad. What about Hollywood Brown for DJ Hollywood. Moore? Hollywood. Just trying to go. I'm trying to go like as far down as I could possibly go. Gabe Davis for DJ Moore. Mm, give me DJ Moore. Okay. Give me. Yeah. I think Gabe Davis is proving me. If he didn't score week one on that busted coverage, I, I think Gabe Davis would be proving me pretty right right now. Agreed. Agreed. What about? I'll give you one more. Uh, about CD Lamb. Oh, I'd rather have CD by a million okay. miles. I mean, have CD. Can you catch the ball, bro? I mean, geez. yeah. Yeah. It's uh... hey, I'll so I'll tell you I'll tell you a quick little story before we keep going. So I have a, a buddy of mine that's in a survivor, and he went twelve and three. Was going into Monday night. They have a weekly prize. You win. I think weekly prize was like seven fifty. It covers your league, covers your entry fee and, and everything. But he had to pick Monday night with the over-under. It's with spread. Took Dallas plus two and a half. And for the over-under, he took 39. So he got with the spread, and he got the number. Bang on the money. And he was cursing C.D. Lamb. But at the end of the night, he was saying, bro, C.D. Lamb catches the first ball. Uh, I'm done. And then made up for it. Made up for it with a catch that was better than Odell. And the Cowboys actually won the game. All right. That that catch was not better than Odell. Come on. <laughs> it's not better than Odell, but it was a nice catch. But he needs to catch the ball. Yeah, he does. He does. But I'm a happy boy. I'm a happy boy. Giants got Cooper rushed. Um, a buy low right now, guy. We just talked about CeeDee Lamb. I don't know if he's a buy low. Uh, not after last night. No, he's not a buy low. Not for the last night. No, he's could not he, a buy. Could low. He potentially, all right, we'll flip it around. Could he be a sell high? No, or I'm just gonna ride out the wave until Dak potentially comes back. Uh, Dak's coming back week five, it said. Uh, yes. I, I just read, which is great news for me having Tom Brady. Because <laughs> I don't uh, want to start him great anymore. Great news, great news for me as well, where I'm just kind of, you know, I, I don't know. Cooper, a... Cooper Rush might be starting moving forward. Who, who the hell knows? Yeah, <laughs> At this yeah, rate. Who, who the hell knows if Jerry Jones gets his wish? I'm sure Jerry would think long and hard about it. Oh, he definitely would. Are you kidding? He absolutely would. Uh, another buy low. DK Metcalf. Nah. Did Good score. Team. Did score against Atlanta. Sell high. I think he's. I, I was gonna agree. That was a lot of people were asking about buy low on DK Metcalf. Like, nah, I, you, I, you would, don't, I would be selling high. Nah, you don't. You don't buy players with Geno Smith. No. Uh, one unless, more unless, were, unless Kenneth Walker but, fully takes over, maybe. But one more that we were asked about: Jahan Dotson of the Washington Commanders. I just don't know if Carson Wentz is going to sustain this three 
fantasy relevant pass catcher thing can't can i mean a lot of positive game scripts for the past game mm-hmm. in washington but nah not for me let's go into some sell highs the first one we're going to talk about clyde edwards alaire are you selling high on clyde absolutely i think he's one of the better sell highs i think so you Would missed you... out on a sell, but hey, hold, hold the phone. Cam Akers. Buy low. Yes, yes. We did not have one person ask about Cam Akers. I was very disappointed. Shameful behavior. Uh, I agree. I agree. Get your act together. Buy low on, on Cam Akers. Um, rest of season, would you rather have Clyde or Javante Williams? Javante. Clyde or Najee Harris? Najee. Still Najee. Okay. Clyde or Zeke? Hey, Zeke did score. We said that last week on the mailbag. Hallelujah. Give me Clyde. Clyde or Tony Pollard? Clyde. Bearing Clyde. any injuries. Yeah. Uh, hey, we do have to talk about Tony Pollard a little bit. Is, is, am I crazy I, in told, saying that Tony I, Pollard I, is the better looking running back here? I've said that for the last two years, and you've dismissed me. Oh, he looked it last night. He's been the better running back for the last two years. I keep trying to tell you that. Clyde or Cam? I don't for the rest. uh, This is tough, man. Yeah, I might have to go Clyde, but we're about another. Listen, uh, we're about like another week away from like, you know, Cam Akers. Welcome back to the lineup for good. Clyde or J.K. Dobbins? Clyde Dobbins. I don't want any part of Clyde or James Robinson. James Robinson. Clyde or Travis Etienne. Clyde. Okay. can't believe I'm saying that. I know. I know. This is uh this is shocking. Clyde or mommy? Oh, mommy. Oh, I want mommy. I, I want to buy. I'm trying to buy Cordero Pat. I'm trying to buy Cordero Patterson right now. I really am. Well, he's next one on the list. Cordero Patterson is as a sell high. I kind of think he's a buy low still, bro. Like I really think this guy like who's to say this guy can't put up a top 10 fantasy year this year. Oh, he absolutely can. It makes no sense why people just want to go. And, I think the problem with Cordero Patterson, quite honestly, is the fact that he plays for the Atlanta Falcons. I think that is probably the biggest issue that we have with Cordero Patterson is that you look at the offense in general and you have to ask yourself, well, really, what's what's the most you're getting production wise out of this offense? And the answer probably is, well, for now it looks good, but is is there really a ceiling that comes with this offense? Is there sustained production that you're getting out of this offense? And the answer probably, if we're being really honest with ourselves, is no, not really. When you look at there's Cordero Patterson there, there's Drake London there, there's Kyle Pitts there. That's something to definitely consider. So, Jake, the next, the next one we have on the list, the last one that we have actually, same team as... Mommy, Kyle Pitts, coming off a great game, a bounce back in a big way versus Seattle, but it was also against Seattle, and he still hasn't scored. The scoring thing is just a mystery to me. It is a fucking mystery. He has one touchdown. And not even in the continental United States. Yep, he he did it in the London game of against all teams, the New York Jets last year. The New York Jets, go figure. Um, a get right game for everybody. Just go up against the Jets. Yeah. Um, give me, give me Kyle Pitts uh, as a sell high. 
I think I Drake London's the guy. This is the Falcon pass catcher on. Like, are they really going to support three relevant players in fantasy? No, no, absolutely not. I would be selling Pitts if you can get a top twenty receiver out of Pitts or a top twenty four back out of Pitts. You do it. Yeah, you uh, do it. Like if well, if if you are the Kyle Pitts manager, right, and you get a trade off for Kyle Pitts for Clyde Edwards Alaire, are you taking it? I think I am. What about Kyle Pitts for James Conner? Oh yeah, that was definitive. I think I would trade Kyle Pitts for Cordero Patterson right now. Oh, I would. I would. What about uh, what about Kyle Pitts for? I wonder if we're going to say the same guy. Yeah, let's see if we're going to say the same guy. Let's James the... Robinson. Give me James Robinson. Oof. All right, I'll, I'll shift. I'll shift to receivers. Kyle Pitts or Kyle Pitts for Tyler Lockett. No, give me give me Kyle Pitts. Pitts for Metcalf. Give me Pitts. Pitts for DeAndre Hopkins. If you're if you're three and up. If I'm three and zero, I am. I think I might be doing that. Pitts for CD Lamb. Lamb, oh. Pitts for Kirk. Good lord, I think I have to take Kirk. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. What about Pitts for Mike Williams? Williams. Pitts or DJ Moore. Oof. Give me, give me more. Give, give me, give me pits. Give me, give me more. It's close. Not and, and preface once again. It's not, give. Not, not give me. No, 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 no. It's give. It's give. DJ does not have the level of clout that Elijah. Give me, give me more. Has make that abundantly, abundantly clear. Nope, absolutely not. So, we're going to end the show the only way we know how. Jake, do you know what time it is? I don't, actually. Start of the week? It's time to go to the mailbag! Oh, wow. We have five questions from the mailbag. From the mailbag? Some grade the trades that that I managed to pull. So, by the way, submit your mailbag questions because we will be recording the mailbag on Thursday. So any lineup decisions, any anything you want to talk shit about, any league dilemma problems, send them Dirty all commissioners. In. I love the dirty commissioner stories. The dirty commissioner stories are very funny. And that that was your best entrance uh, for the mailbag you've had all year. Uh, I'm looking forward. That's going to be tough to top on Thursday, honestly. It's going to be very, very tough. It's, it's going to be very be. tough to top. Uh, but I, I told you the situation that went down in uh, one of my leagues say that I had a deal, a deal agreed. And as this dude was, as we had the deal agreed, he was still shopping the deal around. Yep. You can't do that. You need it. It's a yes or no. Correct. Bingo. And then, then you shop. It, exactly. If it was, if it was a matter of no, that's one thing. Was but... this guy the commissioner? No. He, so I'll, I'll give you the story. I'll give you the lowdown. We were talking about said deal. He put his terms out. I said, he said, would you do Michael Thomas, Damian Pierce, Brandon Cooks for Leonard Fournette and Mike Williams? I said, yes, I'll do that deal. 
did not get back to me only to find out he was shopping the deal around. And I said, I, I, and I understand that is practice. I understand that's how people do it. It's principle. It is a big principle thing with me. Don't, I, I, I apologize. Don't jerk me off to then go and sell a trade to somebody else when you already have a deal agreed with me. Nope. I pulled that shit. I pulled that shit in five minutes. I'm like, I, I hear you're, you're selling the trade around. Good luck. Go find something. I'm out. And then, and then, but this is, this is the part that really bothered me was I then texted somebody else in the league that, oh, I was talking to so-and-so and he's shopping a deal around and I pulled out within 10 minutes person that was that was you know fiddling around with me and person that I complained to had a deal within 10 minutes so sneaky business by somebody else sneaky fucking business I was not happy I'm still the, not the worst I'm is when you offer happy. the worst is when you actually offer a fair trade and you just don't get answered oh it's the worst it's the worst it's, the it's like get, just get don't play fantasy if you're not gonna answer it's it's not even like the trade, like, uh, did I really want to do the deal? Not really. But he was like, here are my terms. Do you want to do it or not? I said, yeah, let's do it. And he was still shopping the deal around. Yeah, and then I go complain to somebody else. And then within 10 minutes, the deal's done. I'm like, what the, f what? That's, biz that's bad. It's so bad. It's so, so, so bad. And I hope they listen to this. I hope. It's just shady. It's just shady business. And I know it's how it works. I know it's how people do trades. I got it. It's principle. It's principle. Like, you want to do a deal with me or not? Don't waste my time. Okay. <laughs> we have five questions from the mail deck. Jake, one to five. Wow. Let's split the deck. Uh, half of five is two. <laughs> two. This is from Alex. Jake, where oh where is Alex from? Portland, Oregon. Ah, mwah. love Portland. Beautiful, beautiful people. So Alex wants us to grade the trade. Alex gets in half. Gets Justin Jefferson. He gives Leonard Fournette, T. Higgins, and Drake London. I kind of like the Frenette side. If I'm trading Drake London, that's that's getting a deal done with me. That solves a lot of problems. If yes, I buy the team, solves a lot of problems. That's really good. Uh, that that's probably the return I look for if I'm trading uh, yeah. Justin Jefferson. Yeah, you're getting you're getting a top 15 receiver, a top we'll say top 24. Keep it on the safe end. If you want to say top 20 receiver, sure. And then a top fifteen running back. That's great. You might you might even get two top twenty four receivers at this rate. The way Drake London's going. Yeah, you could get two top twenty receivers yeah. with with Drake London and, and T Higgins. That's really good business. Yeah, good I like that a lot. Now, for the Justin Jefferson end, I don't think it's that bad either. Depends who your team is. Right. I think that, that that's also part of the equation. I would is, need to see the team. Right. If if you're loaded. If you're loaded and you can afford where you're not skipping a beat, 
by trading Fournette, Higgins, and Drake London, then good for you. And good for you, because A, you drafted well, B, you're probably in an eight-man league, and C, you, you have a good team. Yeah. So well done. Well done. Uh, Not two. One. One. This is from Jay. Jay is from Pensacola, Florida. Jay wants us to grade the trade in full. Najee Harris and Cam Akers for Clyde Edwards-Alaire and Austin Eckler. I like the Eckler side, but it's very close. I do too. Especially but it's in close. Full. Especially in full. If you told me in half, I would say this is about 50-50. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to lean with the Eckler side, but it is close. It's not a lopsided deal, not a veto, but both trade by any commissioners. Um, very fair. Very fair, but I like the Eckler side in full. Uh, yeah, I'll leave it at that. Good start. Good start. Two, two good trades. Two good trades. Uh, not two, not one. Five. Five. This is from Kyle. Jake, where's Kyle from? Uh, Moscow, Russia. They're, they're, they're growing. That they are. So I hear Kyle wants us to grade the trade. This is in half. Kyle gets Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill. He gives Tua Tungavailoa, Khalil Herbert, and Debo Samuel. Um, wrong year to have Patrick Mahomes and Tyree Kill. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, I I still I like the Mahomes side with Tyree Kill. I really do. I think that's the side I'm going with. I don't Very know how close. good. I don't know how good Khalil Herbert is actually going to be if David Montgomery is back and healthy. Right. Um, and I don't think Tua is. I'm not really there yet with Tua. So it's essentially Debo or Tyreek, but I'm still getting Mahomes. I think there's a significant gap, even though we haven't got we're we're gonna get those monster Mahomes games very soon, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, I think there's a sizable gap. I get it, you know, quarterbacks are kind of an interchangeable position, but not when you're talking about Tua to Patrick Mahomes. So I'm gonna go with the Tyreek side. Um, I think the gap between Tyreek and Debo is a lot slimmer than people think. I don't think we're getting the Debo from last year. I think Sunday night was pretty good evidence of that as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So I'm gonna go with the Mahomes and Tyreek side. That's the side I'm going with. That's the side I'm going with. Uh, it's it's a fine deal. I just think that the gap that you're going, um, you're getting Mahomes and Tyreek. I think it's really really good. I think Tyreek and Devo. Uh, Tyreek probably has the higher ceiling at this point, and obviously you're getting a huge upgrade with Mahomes. I I just wonder what what the other manager in this trade was thinking. With I think, Khalil Herbert, like that moves the needle for him. I wonder if he has David Montgomery, and that's why. That has to be. That has to play a factor. I would think so because I just don't know if you get Khalil Herbert by himself, what that what that does for you. Nothing. Right in a deal, Nothing. like if you're picking up off of waivers, like we just talked about, you know, for ten minutes earlier, that's one thing. But but a deal, yeah, different in story. A deal where you're having to give up Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill to get him. Is something else entirely interesting. Very, very, very interesting. Three and four left. Four. Four. This is from our good friend, our loyal supporter, King Charles. God save the king. He is from London, England. Charles wants us to grade the trade. Wow, there's just business going on in Buckingham Palace. Grade the trade. King Charles is getting two former teammates, by the way. C.D. Lamb and Amari Cooper for Jamal Williams, D.K. Metcalf, and Deontay Johnson. I really love the C.D. and Cooper side. I do, too. I don't I think that one's a close one, either. 
I this, this is the most lopsided one. This is. I hope Charles was getting those two. Yes, Charles King Charles is getting CD Lamb and, and, and I'm glad that he uh, bounced back from the collusion that was taking place in in uh, one of his leagues. Hopefully, Thank you know, it's the goodness. same league and it's going. I'm praying that our good friend King Charles is that Buckingham Palace has cleaned up their act. Yeah, I hope so. I really, I really, so. really hope so. And then the last one, number three, this is from Billy. Jake, where is Billy from? Beverly Hills, California. We love the stars. We love the stars. We love, love, love the stars. Billy wants to know, buy or sell, Trevor Lawrence finishes the year as a top 12 quarterback. I think I said this on uh, Monday. I think I'm buying it. I'm going to sell it, but top 15, yes. I think I'm going to be ballsy here. I think I think 12. I mean, uh... well, I mean, let's just do let, Let's just let's do it. Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Kyle, Kyler. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. With the yeah, rushing Kyler. upside. Yeah. Yep. Kyler. Jalen Hurts, Hurts. Lamar Jackson. Herbert. Justin Herbert. Burrow. Joe Burrow. Yep. Um, Would you put Brady in there? No, uh, I'm I, not yet, at least. Okay. I feel like we're definitely missing some better ones. Okay. How about Matthew Stafford? No. Slow start. I think Aaron Rodgers eventually will. Okay. Aaron Rodgers. What about um, Dak? Dak's already missed games now. Okay. Not Dak. Um, How about Derek Carr? I'd rather have Lawrence. What about Kirk Cousins? That's There's just so many stinkers that Kirk Cousins puts up mm-hmm. on top of his good games, so... yeah. I think I'm going Lawrence, finishing ahead of ahead of him too. I mean, I'm just looking at it now. Russ? No, I would go Lawrence. Go Lawrence. We what said about, Aaron. What about Marcus Mariota if he keeps this up? No. I'm sorry. Okay. What about? I think, I think we could put Brady in there though. Put put Brady in there. Yeah, I would put Brady in there. Put Brady. What? What are we at? Ten now. Ten. I'm sorry. I think Lawrence is fitting in there. Yeah, I really am. I, I, I would change my answer. Yeah. I think Lawrence is a top 12 quarterback. Yeah. What about Tua? Yeah, oh, yeah. Tua will be in there. I, I would imagine. So you go Tua, then maybe Lawrence in, at the 12 spot. I think that's very fair. Yeah. Right at 12. Right at 12. Comfortable top 15. Russell, and you have Russell Wilson that could sneak his way in there. Matt Stafford. I still think Dak Prescott still has a part to play in all of this because looking at the end of the season, his schedule is... Really, really lovely. Goes up against the AFC, the AFC South, which is, mwah, that's beautiful for anybody that. Oh, oh, speaking of which, if Dak Prescott was dropped to waivers in your leagues, like he was in two of mine, uh, go pick him up immediately because his playoff schedule is just absolutely outstanding. So go pick yeah. him up. I need him. I, I honestly, bro, like you're gonna call me, but I really think Zach Wilson's worth a little ad this week, especially in Superflex. I think he's gonna surprise some people when he comes. And comes in place for the Jets. They have a lot of good players on that offense. Like, yeah, it's it's almost hard not to be good. Uh, like, I mean, Joe Flacco has been pretty competent for the most yeah. part. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. Go pick up Zach and he can Wilson run. If, he, if he's available. And one more. How about Kenny Pickett? If Kenny Pickett is out there. Yeah, I just, I mean, is he going to start soon, though? Like, uh, I just hate having a guy that's not starting. Right. Taking up a roster spot. Taking up a roster spot. That's my only thing. But, I mean, listen, once he gets inserted into the lineup, yeah, I'm, I'm in. Off to the races. Yeah, I, I would temper my expectations a little bit, but um, I'm definitely interested for a waiver spot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's going to be it 
for the waiver edition of the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. Um, Adam and I will be back tomorrow for the week four preview show. And then Jake and I will be back on Saturday with the week four mailbag. It's going to be a great time. Hopefully you'll join us. Send in your questions, pretty please, and thank you. And we will catch you on uh, Wednesday. So for Jake, I'm Bird. Thank you so much for listening. We'll catch you Wednesday. And then we'll catch you Saturday for the mailbag. Bye-bye.